Hey, hey, peace and greetings, everyone. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> it's been about a month, but know that I love y'all. Like, y'all are my favorite. Y'all are my top favorite people ever, ever, ever in the whole wide world. Like, forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Looking mug, no. It's Goddess Talk Radio. I'm geeked. I'm back. I got an action-packed show lined up. It's phenomenal. It's off the chain. I got one of my favorite people that I um, follow on Instagram, and I watch her YouTube videos. Wait a minute. I forgot to tell y'all. It's Goddess Talk Radio. (laughs) This is where you get to listen to phenomenal people, phenomenal women, okay? Share about doing extraordinary things while living their best lives. I'm just excited because I'm back. It's been a month since I've talked to y'all. Like, I miss y'all. Y'all my sweetie poos. Well, how have I survived out here without (laughs) y'all? Had a lot going on, all great stuff. But anyways, um, this show, oh my God. Pull up a seat, get your tea, get your glass of wine, get you a little cooler or something. Um, did I say get some tea? Yeah, whatever. Whatever you you know you like. And sit back, relax, light a candle, listen to this, um, to this show because she's gonna be dropping jewels about the power in ritual and finding yourself, going in within yourself and getting your answers while you're on your spiritual journey, um, about stones and crystals and fusing spirituality with business. I mean, it's going to be a wonderful conversation. She's a wonderful, bright and beautiful spirit. And she's going to share with us this evening. But in the meantime, tell me what's up with you. How you been? Let me put the phone up to my ear so I can hear you. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? For real? Damn, that's what's up. <laughs> y'all know something that's, like, really wrong with me, but that's okay. I know y'all love me anyways. But, yes, welcome back. I'm happy to be back. I hope y'all are ready for the shows that I have lined up. We're going to have some fun on Goddess Talk Radio. We're going to learn some different things. We're going to talk about many different topics. Um, It's just about to be wonderful. It's going to be fabulous. I'm glad y'all are uh, enjoying the ride and joining me on this ride. Please like, subscribe, applause, share, continue to listen, invite other people to download the app. Download the app and start your own podcast because I know you got some powerful things to say and I know you know some dope people that you want to share with the world too. So with that being said, catch me on the flip side of the segment. All right. Peace. (laughs) Hey, peace, everybody. It's Daphne. I'm back. Goddess Talk Radio. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) It's been a while, but I have not forgotten about my loves, my beauties. Y'all are like, my listeners are the loves of my life, okay? Let me tell y'all that first and foremost. Let me whisper something sweet into your ear. Come a little closer. (laughs) You are the love of my life. No, but seriously, though, thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's been a while 
since you have heard um, a show from me. I've had so much change and transition going on in my life, and um, it's been fantastic. It's been tiring all at the same time, but nevertheless, again, you are tuned into Goddess Talk Radio. This is where you get to listen to phenomenal women share about doing extraordinary things while living their best lives. Y'all know what it's about. It ain't changed. I don't care how long I've been gone. It's still the same. It's all about the rise of the feminine divine over here. And I am so elated to introduce y'all to my guest today. Like, (laughs) I'm one of her biggest fans. I've been following her on Instagram for, oh my God, about maybe three years now. She has a very dope, um, oh my God, what am I trying to say? Just a very bright and beautiful and it's always her her page is always just so fresh and clean her approach to her spirituality and the way she presents herself in this world and her walk is just phenomenal i love it i've been following her for a while and i'm so glad to um introduce to you guys miss jessica of hell notes for beauty hi miss jessica wow hello everyone (laughs) great to be here and thank you again for extending the invitation and you know the energy to dialogue and to speak about things that you know affects us in every different way that we can imagine so thank you again I'm very honored and appreciative to be here thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your voice and your energy with us and um, converse with me so let's dive right into it what (laughs) (laughs) what the heck are hell notes for those who don't know And why did you fuse it with beauty? Well, in the beginning of 2010, I began at a stage of zero. I said to myself, you know, in the past years, I've had enough. You know, I saw things and I felt things that weren't too much in alignment with what I really was envisioning for Mm -hmm. myself. So in 2010, I decided to just start with my hair for some Mm -hmm. reason. But I wanted to also incorporate my experiences with rituals, with crystals and baths and things of that nature that I was experiencing since not only that age, I was about 25, 26, but also from my teenage years growing up around so many different Mm. women, as well as some of the things that I grew up from, you know, self-care and learning from these different women. So I wanted to mesh that hair concept of growing your hair out as well as introducing the ancestors. And I've always been connected with Asian cosmology, um, traditional Chinese medicine, Mm -hmm. and most importantly, their reverence for ancestral, not worship, but pretty much it's part of who they are and their Mm -hmm. identity. So that really always appealed to me. So I wanted to incorporate two things. I wanted to incorporate beauty as well as hell notes, which are pretty much bank notes that are sacrificed or offered ancestors and spirit guides in the Chinese culture of ancestor reverence. So that's where that whole concept of hell notes as well for beauty was pretty much sacrificing these notes to the ancestors for beauty in all aspects, not only physical with the hair, but mind, body, and spirit as well. Wow. That is so, that's so amazing. So beautiful. Thank (laughs) Um, you. So has your spiritual practice um, enhanced the way you do business? How are those intertwined in like your model and the way you approach your entrepreneurship? 
That's a really interesting question because with spirituality, at least for me growing up and having that aspect of business was always like a touchy subject. Because mm. um, sometimes when money is involved, there's always like an interest. So, you know, and you always have to make sure you have that balance and you always keep that trust because sometimes money can become an issue. Um, but as far as a business, I wanted to incorporate the ingredients that I've always wanted as far as growing up, as well as in the present moment. So for example, if I wanted some crystals, I wanted them in bulk. I wanted many crystals. So I thought to myself, maybe just buy it in bulk. It is much more cost effective, not only for myself, my personal collection, but I can also then use that money to fund my blog as well. Cause it's not easy getting a camera, editing software and things of that nature, you know, really costs money. So you really have to find ways in which you do have a hobby, but you're not also breaking the bank. So I wanted to incorporate that so that way I can have some funds to be able to <laughs> curb my habit of so many different ingredients, not only of crystals, but herbs as well, as well as workshops and things of that nature. Mm. So I wanted to just have these things such as charcoal or incense or oils and all these things that I really was interested and curious about, but really keeping in mind as well as your budget. You can't just go all out or crazy. So I decided to, you know, also have that as an opportunity for other people to have access to that because starting off in a few years ago, it really wasn't so prevalent as it is now. Mm-hmm. So it was really hard when I first started in 2010. No more than eight years ago, 10 years ago, things do change pretty quickly. Yeah. So things were a little bit different. Things weren't as much as it is you see now on social media where most things were accessible. You really had to find a few different vendors here and there to get you some of the ingredients that you did need. So I thought to myself, maybe I can you know, be that person or be that centralized place where people can find some of the things that they may need, as, as well as curving my um, collection of so many different things that I've tried as far as ingredients are concerned for ritual purposes. Yes. Jessica, I remember, well, a couple of times, every time, should I say, that I have received my package from you. Okay, how about the first time I received my package <laughs> from you? And I just, it was like Christmas morning. I mean, I I opened the box and everything (laughs) was just right. I mean, I literally, I bullshit y'all not listeners. I felt her (laughs) love. I felt her care. I felt the time. I felt her thoughts and her prayers. Like literally as I looked in the box, I didn't even want to unwrap my items because everything (laughs) was just beautifully wrapped and it had ribbons and she wrote and like her little tags were like handwritten and it was a sweet note and she put even put like an extra free gift in there a stone and said thank you for your support and like I really appreciate it all of that energy that you're welcome so thank you yes yes and that's something that I also want to give because it's something that I would expect as well you know it's always a nice surprise to get something a little extra for free you know (laughs) as far as that so that's not only a business component but it's also an exchange of energy as to how you feel how I feel about my products Mm -hmm. you know for someone it could just be you know a little bit of incense but to me it's smoke that really clears out the air and that I have really acquainted myself so closely and intimately with these incenses for many different purposes for clearing your space for bringing in prosperity so we all have that personal 
um, reason for the reasons why we do these rituals that we do on a regular basis. So I think for me, just ha- and sometimes I really don't make much profit. And the profit that I do make, I just reinvest it back into the shop. Whether it be for me to, you know, do some research with a certain type of ingredient, I may order some things and then experience it for myself and then share it on the blog or on my YouTube videos. So it's it's a lot of give and take, you know, and it's in in the process you are learning and also developing yourself by way of experience. Because yes. a lot of these tools that I do sell are not just tools and I don't necessarily do the rituals for people or charge a fee to do them. What I want to encourage with with my shop is for people to use the tools to work with it with it themselves. Yeah. You know, to have that experience, that first hand experience as opposed to having that second hand experience and trusting someone else to say, Oh yes, I lit this candle for you for you when you could have done it for yourself. Now we have to take into consideration as well people's um, life circumstances. Sometimes they live with certain people or their certain lifestyle doesn't allow them to be that expressive with the spirituality. Mm-hmm. But those people who are at that stage, that they have that ability, that they have that freedom to do ritual, I think it's, it's an important time to really take advantage of that and do the ritual for yourself. Yeah. And not only do ritual to attract things to you, to attract the work, to attract the lover, but also to see it as a side effect. Sometimes there's deeper things within us that we have to correct within ourselves in order to attract these things that are waiting for us. But when you're trying to hone in on just this one vision of what you want, as opposed to aligning yourself and putting yourself in a position where you are able to receive these things, I think is the most important thing because in that process, you're elevating yourself. You're not just getting something for the short run. You're doing something to, yes, receive something in the short run, but in the long run, you still have that lasting effect. And I think that's what's the most important with rituals Mm. is to not leave it up to someone else to do it for you or to preach it to you or to tell you about it it's for you to experience it for yourself wow because everyone's you know position is so different and and perspective is so different that I think it's so important for you to do it for yourself I know of people that pay hundreds and thousands of dollars to have rituals done yes depending on the stage and and the need you know some things may vary but Mm -hmm. on a most basic level if you don't neglect yourself you do these small little rituals along the way, you may not need to, you know, have these things that require so much money and so much involvement. I think starting off small is is the way to go. Yeah. Well, wow. You just answered my next question, but if you don't mind just going in a little deeper, um, first explain what ritual is to our listening audience who might be a little afraid of that word or shy away from that word or might want to just get um, <laughs> a little more understanding of what ritual is, of course, according to you and your experience. And why is that important? Ritual, you know, especially now, I think it's so much of a keywords and trigger words like goddess and which are very important but I think a lot of people have lost the substance of what the true meanings of these words are Um, especially with etymology etymology is getting to the root of the words in history and how they were used in ancient times and how they were used throughout cultures and throughout certain periods of time in life and how they transform themselves to us today as millennials or however they would like to identify us. So with words, as far as ritual, um, at least firsthand to me, when I think of ritual, I always think of it as the aspect in psychology, which is a repetitive motion. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so ritual is something that's repetitive. You know, if you do something this way, um, you know, if you're doing a ritual with flowers and, and you know, uh, maybe some rose water, whatever ingredient, you have that repetitive motion in which you do it over and over again. Um, in psychology, that is a form to help subside or help curve an anxiety. So for us, you know, it's not only has been, ritual has been a, a form of, you know, curbing anxiety, but we really don't use it for forms of elevation. We mostly use it to protect ourselves or to gain one thing or the other, but we really don't go into that darkness of who we really are and question who we are in this space and time. So I think with ritual, what ritual really means is for you to have the repetitive motion to really ingrain into your subconscious mind, you know, what is trying to speak to you. Mm-hmm. So again, in psychology, 101, you know, ritual is just that, you know, doing something to help make you feel comfortable. So you may do a ritual, you know, to protect yourself from, you know, any sort of accident in your home or in your vehicle, you know, or anything like that. We do some rituals to help calm our subconscious mind and have in the back of our mind, as we say, that comfort level that we did this ritual. We know it's going to work and we're going to prevent such and such thing or we're going to gain such and such thing. So I think that was very important for our ancestors in order for them to survive as well, that they were communicating and exchanging energy, um, you know, in exchange for some sort of comfort level on, in this all constant uncertainty that we live in on earth. Cause you never know what's going to happen to you in the next minute. We really don't yeah. <laughs> We constantly live in a state of uncertainty. So every minute that goes by, we have to be completely grateful that we got through it in a sense. Mm. But not to the point where, you know, you're, yeah. you're paranoid and you block yourself from, from energy. But, right. you know, we have to keep ourselves, you know, in reality that we, we no moment or second is promised to us. You yes. Know? And that's- so ritual is the most important way for us to really come to terms with this reality, wow. I, I believe. I love it put like that. <laughs> so real quick, can yes. you tell our listening audience how to... Um, find you? Well, they can find me at www.hellnosforbeauty.com. There, from there, you can link to my shop, to my blog, um, many recipes on rituals that you can do for yourself, as well as self-care, lifestyle, health, as well. So a variety of things. You can also find me on Instagram at hellnosforbeauty yeah. and my YouTube channel as well. But again, you can link to all those social media outlets at my website at hellnosforbeauty.com. Wonderful. You guys are tuned into Goddess Talk Radio. I'm your host, Daphne. This is where you get to listen to phenomenal women share about doing extraordinary things while living their best lives. And we are on the line with Jessica L. of Hell Notes for Beauty, having a wonderful conversation yes. about spirituality and practices and ritual and <laughs> items you can use. And it's just really dope. So, Jessica, I have a question for you. Yes. What are some of your like favorite practices I have many the main one for me is (laughs) to always you know be clear at the end of the day Mm because I come across a lot of different sort of energies I also like to set the tone for my day so you know I start my day by you know honoring my ancestors and I go to my, my Orisha altar and lastly my spiritual altar and just 
you know, just give them a quick good morning, hello, and thank you for a new day, health, and so forth. But I think the most important one for me is at the end of the day where, you know, I deal with a lot of different people at work, um, the people that you could and I'm, I feel a lot of things from people on a constant daily basis. So trying to keep myself balanced and understanding what are my emotions and those emotions from the outside world is very important for me. Um, also, just protecting your auric field. I noticed that some people like to tap me for some reason. <laughs> and sometimes that's a subconscious way of people of, of releasing things onto you. Mm. Um, so it's very important that you know at the end of the day you you recognize that um, you know you may want to maybe tap someone else or or just go to the bathroom and just like dust your shoulders off as Jay-Z would do mm-hmm. you know those are things that you know to some people it may seem odd but it's real energy is very real and people carry it with them um, very heavily, others very lightly, and at least for myself, who's someone who is very receptive to energies, emotions, and things like that, I'm always very aware of what I pick up from people, especially from conversations. Um, I can quickly identify when someone is going really through something and trying to communicate something to me by way of needing maybe comfort or anything like that. I try to give that, but at the same time maintaining my a, a barrier where I'm not depleting myself too much because sometimes, you know, we can pick up things from people unknowingly, bad habits, you know, good things as well. But sometimes for some reason for human nature is for us to really cultivate a lot more of the negative aspect, whereas we really don't feed off of people for good things to really elevate ourselves. We rather deplete them and don't give back to them. So I think that's a very interesting Mm -hmm. thing why people just don't, don't take but also give back as well Mm. so I think that that whole dynamic with people just of exchange of energy is very important to me Mm -hmm. and of course you know people go through things and at work I think is one of the most (laughs) at least for me currently right now the most toxic in a sense because you're with people in such a close proximity and for such long periods of time and and me being a person who can recognize those things I try to always keep myself at bay because I can feel then at the end of the day, my shoulders are very heavy or I may get a headache or I just, it's just, it's different. You know, when you're light versus when you're heavy and you're carrying energy, you just know. Yeah. You, you, people, some people know they have that intuition about themselves and they can recognize that about themselves. This is not normal. So to constantly be, you know, moody or be in a bad mood or shoulders hurting or for whatever reason, you have to really, you know, analyze your environment and see why that may be the reason. So, yeah, that's one of my most important rituals, just keeping clear energy. What are your favorite stones? Oh, my God. I'm looking at them right now. Amethyst. I would say mm-hmm. amethyst. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, well, I first started with a clear quartz, and I think it's the most basic one, but the most important one to have because it encompasses so many different energies that you can program it yourself. But with amethyst is a very interesting one to me because it really helped keep me calm and an open mind about this whole journey of, of what spirits are and energy and things of that nature and how I could transform that energy into something creative, like with the blog or communicating on Instagram stories or whatever it may be. But I have one story with my amethyst, a little pebble. I mean, the size of like 
a, a dime. Um, I lost it. It was one of my first stones that I had in a small little collection that I found in a flea market. And that's how I got into the world of crystals. And I lost it at work at my job um, one time. And <laughs> it was lost for a couple of days. And then suddenly I found it on top of a cabinet. Like you would think that something so small would just get lost. Wow. Big office space. And I looked over for whatever reason and just glanced at it. And it was sitting right on a file cabinet, like right on the edge. Right. And, I, and I was like, where were you? And if you know about crystals, <laughs> they typically do that. They typically do that. They get lost in your pocket, your purse, or you don't see them for a while because that's their way of charging and recharging their energy as well as gathering information. Mm. Um, and what that little pebble of amethyst did, it gathered information from my job. So while it was lost in the office, it just for some reason, just picked up all this energy and all this programming and what, and I started to dream about happenings at work, um, things that were going to happen at work and things of that nature. So it was a really interesting experience how in tune crystals really are with us and how we can really form some really interesting relationships with them. I have a lot of stories with crystals. I really went up the corporate ladder with um, Citrine. Citrine helped me have that confidence to speak during conferences, um, during business meetings with my boss. And even my boss would comment me on my ability to communicate. And that was using Citrine because it gives you that courage and that bright personality to, you know, believe in yourself and to have that courage, you know, to speak. So I would program my Citrine for that purpose. So if you go to my YouTube channel, you can read, you can listen and watch more of my crystal collection. But I would say those are the first two that are most um, basic and, and the most powerful, at least for my personal experience. Wow. Do you have any particular spiritual system? I know you spoke about, you know, you being drawn to the Chinese um, ancient medicine and having an, an, an Orisha altar. Are there any other systems that really speak to you? I I don't like to 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 say like a system because okay. it, it kind of, mm -hmm. you know, it, it kind of boxes in what this is all about. Okay. And at the end of the day, no matter what path, what it is, what following it is, it's all pretty much the same, mm -hmm. you know, for it just really what's calling to you in this lifetime and in this certain period of time. And to me, yes, I've always been so attracted, not only to the Chinese tradition, but also Egypt. Um, and so many other different cultures and wonders of the world. But I think with a lot of people, what, what's going on is they're trying to, to fit into so many different things. And if, for example, with the Orishas, and I am an initiated Orisha priestess, and with the Orishas, I've worked with them since the age of 15, very, very young, and I'm 33 now. And I've had a very long trajectory and a very long um, you know, experience with them while also simultaneously learning about other different cultures, Greek mythology, um, yes. you know, every different culture that you can think of. And at the end of the day, everything just aligns to one source, which is you, mm -hmm. um, you know, we are everything and everything is us. The mind is everything. The mind creates everything that is, was, and will be. And with me, from my experience of of learning of all these things, you know, for example, again, with the Orisha priestessness, um, you know, there's a Shung and she's the most popular one of love and beauty. But if you look into other cultures, there's 
perhaps hundreds of thousands of other beauty um, deities as well in addition to Oshun. So it's not necessarily what's hot now, what's you know being spoken of now. It's just what really resonates with you yeah. and what you know works for you as far as you having, again, that experience. Because this is not about you know, going to gatherings and being part of gatherings and, and wearing mm. the clothes. And this is about you behind closed doors and, mm. and what you and whatever it is that you're trying to manifest or connect with really, you know, have as an end result that mm. you don't need to prove to anyone or make it known to anyone just to, to know that it's something that happened to you. And I think that's where people, a lot of people get lost that they have so many expectations and and with me I've always been open to a lot of things I don't know it all I always you know play um the one that still needs more learning because I think that's you keep yourself always open to things that resonate with you we are beings that have so many different lifetimes and so many different connections and chains not only from an from our ancestors but from an astral aspect as well yeah, you know, we are beings that are very, very old here. And some of us may be new, but for the most part, a lot of us have been here continuously over and over. Mm. And it's not a matter of, you know, well, if you believe in reincarnation or not, it's just the reality of what this is. We came here to learn something. Yeah, you know, we came here to to be part of something much greater than what we would ever think beyond having to go pay bills. And, Mm. you know, be with the constant rat race of the same things over and over. Because those things are rituals, too. Waking up every day to the alarm, you know, being at work. These are also rituals, too, that if you keep yourself in that constant cycle and you have the same expectation, then you're always going to be disappointed. Whereas when you have that magic in your life, it's always a different form of experience that you gain from it. So, you know, for me, I... As much as I've studied, I've always come to the end to the Orishas um, for some reason. So as much as I, you know, study this, study that, I found pretty much what feels like home to me with the Orishas. But mm-hmm. just because that's what's for me, that doesn't mean it's necessarily for you mm-hmm. or for anyone else. It's just a matter of you putting yourself out there researching and asking questions because a lot of people, they just get starry eyed with people just because I know something but, you know, where did I get that information from? Where did that guru get that information from, you know? Yeah. So we always have to question people. It's okay to admire people and to want to, you know, emulate a certain type of person or style. But you have to question, you know, what is the purpose of this information that I'm gathering and how am I going to apply it to myself to manifest? Because yes. this is about manifestation. I remember I had asked something on Instagram. It was about why a particular Orisha wanted uh, some item. And I remember your response was, well, I think you told me something like, um, <laughs> um, ask, ask your spirit guides and they'll let you know. And I was just like, <laughs> That is so okay. interesting that you bring that up because, because there's, there's a, a form of like hesitation there that you needed for me to validate something for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think instead of you had following your intuition, because I say, for example, you know, I put a ritual up on Instagram stories, for example. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's say I have, you know, this, this sort of cornmeal and these red colored beans. And people will say, well, I don't have the red colored beans. Mm. Okay, well, you know, get, get up, go in your cabinet and find out what else you have, you know? Yeah. 
try to be more innovative with yourself and, and trusting your intuition. Or people will tell me, well, something told me that I feel felt that I needed to add this type of oil. So then add it. Yeah. You know? Because you never know until you try it, you know? Mm-hmm. Or people mm-hmm. will say, well, you know, I wanted to try to attract this thing in my life or connect with my ancestors or whatnot, but I'm afraid that I'm going to attract negative energy. Well, if you're thinking that you're going to attract negative energy before exactly. you even do it, then exactly. more than likely you may attract that because that is what your mind is cultivating. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we get this whole thing where there's something outside of us and there's always like this dark cloud hovering over us that is going to get you and that's going to come and do this harm to you. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're not really going in alignment with what you really need to do, then maybe things won't turn out that well so that means that it's a sign for you to sit back reanalyze yourself and you know start from scratch all over again but I think people get stuck in this whole fear mentality that doesn't allow them to develop into receiving new information because you're always so fearful of the status quo or what the rule is or how it should be like for me doing rituals I go out of inspiration what I feel um, should be So, you know, when people ask me those type of questions, I always just refer them back to themselves because I don't have the answers to everything. I'm another human being who goes to work every single day, has bills to pay, but I'm trying to get through the same old, same old with a different perspective by being, you know, conscious, as people would say, of what I really am. And yes, I know that I have to be in this reality and pay bills and do what I have to do. But on the flip side, you know, in my domain, in my home and in my cipher, in my world, which is my mind, I create the atmosphere and the life that I want to, you know, by also understanding that there's a law of, you know, this matrix that it is what it is. You need money, you need running water, you need heat, you know, you know, so you need to go to work. So, but that doesn't mean you have to neglect uh, who you really are and where you really come from. So that way, when you do leave this realm, you're not needing of anything. You just leave in peace and move on. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the major things that the Egyptians taught us and they left us is how to leave and not have to come back here. You know, Mm -hmm. you know how to live the best life that you can and move forward, learn whatever lesson you need to, because they didn't leave us no business plan. They didn't leave us anything else. They left us just a pure magic and symbolism to speak to our subconscious mind in order for us to move forward into this other reality. Because if you're stuck in a consciousness and you, if you pass away tomorrow, that's what the will of your lifetime is going to be. And you have worry that you didn't get to marry or have this wedding or have this life or have this. And that's what you're going to perpetuate in the next lifetime. And then Mm -hmm. just start, continue the cycle because we never... Um, cease to exist we're always here and we'll always be here um, but as long as we don't change our minds and our perspectives of who we really are we're always going to be stuck in this in this vicious cycle of just you know pure materialism and what we're really trying to do here is remember and put all the pieces together of who we really are so, wow bars yeah. as, as they say <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's not anything out of at least for me, out of this world, it really just makes, you know, common sense and it makes your life a lot more easier. It's like in the movie The Matrix when the guy was eating all that goop stuff that they were eating in The Matrix because it was reality. Mm-hmm. He really was 
savoring a steak and really wanted to go back into the, that matrix. Because once you're open to what this reality is, you really have to have yourself, really, your spine really strong for you to follow through with this. Because this is not just, you know, fun and games. This is about really stripping yourself and ideals and programming and a lot of things that, you know, we've kept in denial of ourselves. Powerful. So last but not least, if any, uh, what advice or words of encouragement or energy would you give to um, and this, what I'm going to call a new wave of, you know, people who identify as a bruja or a shaman or a witch or a spiritualist or any of those titles um, who want to delve deeper into their spirituality and their practices and even, you know, might want to share them like you do, what words would you give them? To really lose the religious motif, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us, you know, who get into this have come from some sort of religious structure or background from Christianity, Catholicism, whatever the case may be. And when we come into these other different structures of spirituality, we sort of kind of, you know, put it in the same realm of that structure where there's something outside of you, you know. So we have this, this you know, again, this religious mentality with what spirituality is or isn't that we're just I don't I don't think a lot of people really understand what this is um we were really stripped from our from our information and we're restarting all over again but with the restarting all over again we're bringing old ideals that never fit in with what we are to begin with and Mm -hmm. When you think of, let's say, for Shum or Yemaya or, or any sort of Orisha is outside of you, um, I think that, you know, we're treading mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. something that is really interesting because of, you're leaving it to someone else. Yes, that there is that structure mm-hmm. that we're in that hierarchy where you have a priestess that does this and this for you. But, you know, there may be circumstances in life that you can't really delve in as deep as you see the next person is. Or maybe that really isn't necessarily for you. So you really have to see what is it that works for you. It's not, you know, just identifying with a group or an entity. It's about finding out who you really are and what you came here to do and how you can manifest that with yourself. And in addition to that, I think people also associate a lot of fear. Again, there's a lot of fear with moving forward or there's always a a need for a crutch of someone to validate something that someone may have as opposed to trusting yourself, your intuition, and that voice that speaks to you. Um, You have to really analyze what is speaking to you. What is that feeling that you have? What is that gut feeling that you have? And really honor it and move forward with it, as opposed to stopping to see, well, what would the next person, um, you know, approve it to be? You have to experience it for yourself. By me doing a ritual, you know, it can be a completely different outcome than from how you do it, because, you know, the energy is different, the need is different, the ingredients are different and it has the signature of you yes. that no one else has. So your signature is you, that essence of who you are, all your struggles, all the people that you've come from and why you're here now in this moment and the purpose and everything. All that is embedded in that intent that you put into whatever ritual there is. So I think a lot of people, if you want to set up a spiritual altar, set it up, mm. you know, 
put the cups up and see, you know, learn about what it is about spirituality entities, about the culture, culture that you're looking into, you know, it's all about research and reading. You know, I've read many, many books, many, many articles and have seen many, many lectures on YouTube. And it's a lot more than just a, a post on Instagram. It really has to be delved in a little bit more deeper because a lot of these books and Instagram posts and things are just from a perspective of their experience. But what is your experience? Yes. You know, and it's okay that if the experience is not the same, but just because it's not the same doesn't mean that it also has to be up for debate. I think mm. with what you know, you know it for yourself and there's nothing to argue about. You know, when I see people tell me, well, this is the way, this is it, whatever it is, I don't argue. There's nothing to argue. You've already made up your mind that that's how you feel what it is. There's nothing really to argue. Exactly. Unless there's some more information that you're going to get from it. But if you see that someone's debating just to say, this is what I know, then there's nothing really to discuss. You just have to, <laughs> you know, move on from, your, from whatever is happening and just continue on with your studies, with your experience, you know. Yes. And I think that's the most important thing, especially for beginners, that you have to tread very lightly. There's a lot of people that will sniff out your weakness and they will definitely take advantage of it from not only charging you money, but also, um, you know, stealing your energy, stealing your, your, that energy, that essence that you have of yourself. Because if you're not cultivating and you're not using it, then someone who is a little bit more savvy and in tune with themselves will know how to manipulate that and use it for themselves. And then you're left depleted with nothing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the most important thing to learn, ask questions and do it for yourself. The only darkness that we deal with is the darkness of not knowing who we really are. That's the thing that we really have to fear. Those are the negative energies that are lurking at the side of your ritual table <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to sabotage it, which is not the case. I think it's just a lot of people are just not confident in what they have and, and the information that they have. And they constantly need um, that constant you know, reassurance from an outside source. You know, that really comes from early programming that we've dealt with. So I think that aspect of deprogramming ourselves and really being free and not really looking at there's a devil waiting to destroy us. I think we really have to come to ourselves and say, I am the devil and I'm the one that does all the harm that could be possibly done, not only to myself, but to other people. Because I still have not seen the devil do anything horrible that I haven't seen him on the news or anything. No one, you know, they always want to blame him, but no one takes responsibility for what they do, you know? And it's so easy to use a scapegoat, which is what the word scapegoat actually means, you know, the devil and things like that. But again, that's just the history of the word. But we don't take responsibilities for ourselves, who we really are and the things that we do. Yes, there are evil things, very evil things, and people are very evil, but at the end of the day, if you're not, you know, cultivating in, in those things and feeding into those things and being part of those things, then you really have nothing to be to be worried about. You know, if you're doing a ritual to help yourself, elevate yourself, why would something come in between to a dark entity to sabotage you? Exactly. The only way it would come through is if you allow it to, because again, your mind is creating that. So if you can, you know, believe that magic can can destroy someone the same way it can it can help someone like with Oshun she can destroy a marriage and separate a marriage and the same way she can unite it and bring it together mm. so it's about duality and about that balance of what you're using the energy for you know the energy is out there it's like when you plug into the socket it's 
energy is current, it's current, it's moving, you know, whatever you plug into it is going to light up, whether it be a toaster, you know, whatever the case may be, but what it to be, that's what his function is going to be for. So I think people really lose themselves in what this is all really about. And it's just about the, the, who are, who's really doing the work and who really isn't. And you can really see that. Um, A lot of people are really for show, but not, not a lot of people are putting in the work. A lot of people mm-hmm. are really slacking and they're falling into this whole sage. Yeah, you can light up a sage all you want, but if you're not really addressing the neglect, the issues and the karmic debts and mm. the family chain debts and all the things that we have, then you're really not going to get anywhere for as much yoga as you may do or kundalini magic. This is done, <laughs> by, this is done by doing ritual and ritual is being acknowledging knowing what's happening, why you're doing it, who you're doing it with. If you're doing with Shango, then who is Shango, the god of fire? And he's going to bring, you know, so there's a lot of multiple things that we really, again, have to start by educating ourselves, by asking questions. We're in the information era. You can Google anything you want, and it'll take you into a whole of so many different avenues of information, whether it be YouTube, the library, books, Amazon, whatever the case may be. But we're so programmed to be just be, drained by work and the same old same old every day but by the time we have some downtime you know we really aren't interested in those type of things well I think we really have to change that and really take some time to look into things it's not that you're being a conspiracy theorist or anything you're just being someone who is observing and asking questions and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that so I think for every beginner should really take that into consideration. If you want to know about something, the only way you'll know about it, if you do it yourself and experience it. Because you can pay as many fortune tellers, as many priestesses, as much as you want, but until you don't address and do the work yourself, you're never going to accomplish anything. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It is important to do the research for yourself and always always find yourself and what you're doing and then you know it'll be easier for you to receive jessica thank you thank you thank you so much for taking your time out to come on goddess talk radio and share your energy and your voice with us (laughs) thank you again for the invitation and again you can find me at www.hellnosforbeauty.com and at hellnosforbeauty on instagram as well and daphne again thank you and to your audience for um, taking me in for this moment of just speaking of what I love to do. And I hope that, you know, I can have, have touched someone to really look into themselves and find that change that they have been looking for, which is really at the tip of their finger. They just have to make sure that they have that courage and that, you know, trust in their intuition to really move forward with what they, what they really need in this lifetime. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Well, thank everyone, you. Goddess Talk Radio. Y'all know what time it is. I had to take out my (laughs) dance breaks, but that's okay. (laughs) That is A-okay. We're going to survive without the dance breaks. Um, Catch me on the flip side. Peace. What I tell y'all, flames all day long, dropping bars, drop what, spitting bars, dropping jewels. (laughs) The truth was being told, right? Oh my God, wasn't that amazing? Man, she gave us so much to think about, you know? Uh, It's just a lot to think about, a lot to take in, but it can be done, you know? Um, Wow. Just so much from 
the stones and the crystals to the very end, you know, the whole thing about, you know, finding the answers within from within you, not needing validation from other people to tell you or, or other systems or, or, or books or whatever to, um, you know, confirm what it is that you know within yourself that's for yourself. So thank you again, Jess, for um, sharing all of that information with us from your perspective. It is honored and valued here on Goddess Talk Radio. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Please um, share it with someone else that you feel might be on the same journey who can benefit from the information and the voice that was that was shared this evening um, on this on this particular show, should I say? Um, yeah, wow, again, I'm glad to be back. Goddess Talk Radio is here to stay. I am just having so much, I say this every time and it don't even be scripted, but (laughs) I'm having so much fun with this. I have some powerful, dynamite, um, extraordinary, majestic, ooh, I got some majestic women and some just overall good people lined up to share with y'all. Also, yes, so not having people lined up meant that I needed to step in and share my voice and my thoughts and my um, tips on different things. So that really um, was was an open window for me to talk to you guys, just like with with me. (laughs) So if you have that opportunity, go back and check out some of the podcasts that I uh, created with just myself. Um, teaching on different subjects and sharing uh, things that was going on with myself. I look forward to doing more of that as well. So, as always, continue to be you, be beautiful, be loved, be light, be passionate, (laughs) be here, right here in the here and now, and live life to the fullest. Until next time, I love y'all. Catch you on the flip side. Peace.